Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, yeah, it's your favorite MC know-it-all, man. Just want to give a shout-out to my guy, the Mojo King. Always showing love. Check out my latest two albums, Soul Surgery, produced by OG Known for Smoking, and The Machine, produced by Outkast. Shout-out to the features, Patty Honcho, Backwood Sweetie, Morning Run, Rome Wise, Elite Lyricists Only. Y'all know what's going on out here, man. Tune in to some good hip-hop. The underground is alive and well in 2022, and you're listening to Hip Hop Hidden Gems. Peace. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hidden Gems Podcast, where we celebrate the classics that time has forgotten. Hip Hop Hidden Gems is all about celebrating the music that has shaped multiple generations. This bi-weekly podcast hosted by the Mojo King and Willie Freeman will focus on the undervalued and underappreciated aspects of the art form. We will revisit each track, discuss its strengths, history, and impact on the culture. Whether it's a sense of nostalgia or a chance to learn something new, there will always be a celebration. Come party with us. I don't see how you start any Valentine's Day special according to hip hop without talking about LL's I Need Love. But Willie, you actually remember a song that was on par with it out around the same time. Let me read you a piece of Don't You Know. This is Heavy D and the boys. You see, before I wasn't ready for the things you wanted. I couldn't give you what you deserve. But now the tables have turned for me, sweetheart. You see, I'm making records now, you know? You know, getting paid <laughs> and all that. So now I think, I think it's time to tell you that I love you because I do. Don't you know? And then like the singing comes in and they're like, ooh, don't you know? Don't you know? You know, whatever. <laughs> but like, it's actually legit an open letter back to his girl. I Need Love came out in July. Don't You Know came out in October. Same year. Oh, wow. Yeah. LL is the poet for rappers. All right, I'm going to write a song about a girl and it's going to be the most tender thing you ever heard in your life. <laughs> you know? And I feel like that was his, I'm going to write the love song of love songs and no one will be able to touch this. And these were like the two smash love songs. Like these are like, oh my gosh, look at what hip hop has done. The word I was trying to find for these when I thought about it to prepare for the podcast is vulnerability. The thing that separates it's an R&B song with a rapper on it from it's a rapper song about a girl to it's a rapper song about his girl. 
to what makes it an actual love song is that vulnerability. Nearly every rap album from the golden age had some form of a love song on it. You're right. You're right. To be your man. Yeah. Big, Daddy, Big Daddy Kane with Blue Magic. Yeah. Which was probably for him a major career achievement to do a song with Blue Magic. Yes. I assume Hamburg feel the same thing about the Shylights. These are legendary groups. They're before our time, actually. Yeah. You know, our parents were telling us about them. Right. So if we're talking to a younger generation, they might not have no clue who they are. But you might want to go back and listen to them and, and check out Blue Magic. I guess their biggest hits were Sideshow and Three Ring Circus. Yeah. And the Shy Lights, actually, their biggest song was Old Girl. And um, I'll admit, I loved all of me, Kane and Barry White together. That was on Taste of Chocolate. And those are the types of songs I appreciate when it's more than just, baby, I love you, here's a rose. You know, I like when the songs have something to say. You mentioned how Golden Age Hip Hop would have one song, at least, that were along those lines of love. A lot of them were storytelling. Yep. I remember Renee by the Lost Boys. Oh, um, yeah. There was a couple of Eric B. and Rockin' ones I could think of. Mahogany and What's On Your yeah. Mind. Now I know what's on your mind. What song was that sampling? Uh, I'm Curious. Yeah, I'm Curious. That's right. And yeah, like you have this story and you can see all of it. He gives you what things look like, who's around, the sounds he's hearing. And when you talk about a little bit of vulnerability, he's opening with a story about a girl that dissed him on the subway. Mm -hmm. A few years down the line after it. Met the man and Mary J. Blige, All I Need. This really is a true love song. Right. And that's not something that's common in the girl song, quote unquote, on an album. That, of course, is from the classic Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. You're all I need to get by. Met the Man is an underrated writer. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Nothing make a man feel better than the woman. Queen with a crown that be down for whatever. There's a few things that's forever. My lady. Ever my lady. We can make war, make babies. Back when I was nothing, you made a brother feel like he was something. That's why I'm with you to this day, boo. No fronting. Even when the skies were gray, you would rub me on my back and say, baby, it'll be okay. Like his whole thing is I was down and out and you were with me. So I'm going to put into work and get somewhere so that I can make things good for us. And that you, you just don't get that anymore. And, and Method's pen has always been crazy. Later in time, his Ablis and, and Neo make me better. Yeah, just the title tells me that there's something that's going to be there. Right, and that's the thing. Fabulous stayed with the title. You know, he had his little swagger in it, but every point of the song was, no matter what I am, when I'm with you, I'm even better. Yeah, see, he's actually saying that he needs her to be better. I'm already boss and I'm already fly, but if I'm a star, then she is the sky. Wow. There's one more song that, that I want to talk about. Yeah. It's funny because the song I would not say is very vulnerable, except when you put it in perspective of who did it. What's that? And that is Pretty Thug by Prodigy. Well, that's a lot harder than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> well, the song is crazy and the video is even crazier. They're shooting yeah. outs and stuff. One of the more controversial lines was that he said, I'm paraphrasing because I never remember quotes. He said, in the next life, you'll be the dude and I'll be the B. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then his hook is throwing back to Apache with Gangsta B to start with. Yep. Gangsta Boogie. It, it kind of gives me the feeling that his intent was to show I got out of prison and I'm still hard. Well, I think he was completely trying to do a love song, but he wanted to do it the Bob Deep way. It was an interesting take. For Prodigy, it was a gamble. Yeah. He was really experimenting at this time because remember he did that other song, um, Rhyme With No Reason, and he didn't rhyme in it? <laughs> yes. What's good? This is Warren Shaw, and I'm inviting you to listen to my podcast, Dope Interviews, brought to you by the Mighty 19 Media Group. 
As a listener, you'll be connected with talent, creators, business executives, and players from the worlds of sports, entertainment, and the corporate environment. Each episode provides insight from the guest's expertise, making each dope interview a unique experience. Take the journey with me. You won't be disappointed. That's Dope Interviews with Warren Shaw, available on all podcast outlets, brought to you by the mighty 19 Media Group. All right, Willie, we're throwing this slight curveball here because this is the Valentine's Day special. And we talked about some classic hip-hop love songs. Yes. But we also talked about some classic soul music that helped make some of these songs come true. Since we talk about hidden gems and it's the Valentine's Day special, I want to talk about one of my favorite R&B singers. Who's that? Well, this woman has sold over 10 million copies. She has produced, written, and arranged for some of the biggest names ever Mm. in R&B. And I think she's still a hidden gem. Amongst these names, amongst these names, uh, she worked with Stevie Wonder. How do you have more names after that? (laughs) Well, well, yes, that that might be a pinnacle name. (laughs) Yeah, that's huge. But go ahead. I'm sorry. She's worked with the Isley Brothers. Oh. Quite intimately, (laughs) I might add. Get to that in a little bit. All right. Uh, She's worked with Stephanie Mills, Sheena Easton. She's worked with Janet Jackson. Oh, that's awesome. And if you want a couple hip-hop names, she's worked with Curtis Blow. Wow. All the way to Little Kim. Good night. She sampled for Foxy Brown's probably her biggest hit. And still, when I say her name, most people will have no idea who she is. You ready? Yeah, that's hard to believe. Angela Winbush. You're right. If you list all those people, that's not who I thought you would go with. That is not someone I'd go, oh, yeah, you mean Angela. No, not (laughs) at all. Man, I didn't know she did all of that. Yep. So we're going to go through a little bit of her stuff highlight uh, two songs really no we like to highlight one but there's just two that i think we really need to talk about yeah so angelo winbush and i have to keep making sure i say it right i'm skipping ahead a little bit but i will tell you this the first Mm -hmm. time i heard her name said out loud ron isley was saying it and i assumed he was just putting a little bit extra on because he's ron isley right so he was like angela Angela." instead of angela yeah and i'm like her name's angela was and then i was like no wait her name really is angela and uh it's fitting that she has a unique name all right so Angela Winbush was born in St. Louis, Missouri. She grew up in the choir. I can't tell you how many of the singers that we love were yeah. from church and from choir. Church. Yeah, absolutely. That's the proving ground for almost all of Motown mm-hmm. and Stax and all of that. And all the way up to like the Alicia Keys era, because that meant once a week you had to perform and you were expected to sing well and sing passionately about something that you believed in but also sing in a way that is going to actually foster a response from an audience that's right there to give you weekly feedback on how well you did. By the time you go into show business, sometimes that's easier than singing in the church. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I believe it. Uh, As a child, she also learned to play piano. She ended up going to Howard University in Washington to study architecture. 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 Wow. Yeah, she was not playing. While in college, she was in a trio winning talent shows all over the place. And she sent a solo demo out and somehow it got to the hands of Stevie Wonder. He liked her and added her to Wonder Love, which was his backup group. Yeah. There, she got to sit in on sessions of how Stevie was putting stuff together. That's quite a way to learn. In case we're talking to a younger generation, and and actually, because Stevie Wonder predates us, little Stevie. That's true. Stevie Wonder, and I'm not exaggerating here, was... 
the Prince or the Michael Jackson of his time. Absolutely. 100%. Just a prodigy. From there, another member of Wonderlove introduced her to Renee Moore, and they formed Renee and Angela. They get signed by Capitol Records, and they dropped three albums on Capitol. Uh, limited success. Yo, it's the kid, Desmond Powell, host of Hip to the Games, where the brilliance of basketball and hip-hop's past and present is genuinely appreciated. And you're listening to Hip Hop Hidden Gems, and we are a part of the 19 Media Group family. One of their songs was Uh a song called My First Love, which is a beautiful ballad. It was remade by Avant and Kiki Wyatt and became a hit again. They redid that particular song. Yeah, they just remade it. All right. But it's funny to me because I remember that song and thinking that that's an amazing song, not connecting it back to Angela Winbush. Right. Which is a repeated theme throughout her career. That's how she gets to be a hidden gem because most of the stuff you mentioned in the intro is not well known by people. Right. After that, they left Capitol and they signed with Mercury and then they dropped the album, A Street Called Desire. That album really started their takeoff. I think you'll remember her a song, I'll Be Good. It was kind of I'll a faster pace. I'll Be Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was what I was mentioning, Foxy with Brown Foxy. with Jay-Z. Right. They have a song, It's the Real Thing. Now, I don't think many people will remember that one. But what I really like about it is the video. Because there is an actor in the video that mm. everybody will know. And now I think he started out as a video vixen. <laughs> and that is Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. One of our War great Machine. African-American actors. <laughs> What's a video video. That's that's wild. (laughs) So it made sense when Don Cheeto's with uh, Kendrick Lamar years later. Right. Yeah. And that was a great video too. That was. It was it was exceptional. But uh, side note for a second, that's not necessarily unprecedented. So I don't know if you could think of any, but I know I got two offhand. I know Kwame had his cousin dancing in his videos back in the day. And um now his cousin goes by the name Vin Diesel. That's amazing. I didn't know that. That is Kwame's cousin. That's the only one I know about. So tell me the ones you know about. (laughs) That's a great one, though. That might blow mine out the water. Well, not not exactly. I don't think you're going to blow me out the water. All right. So we have Michael K. Williams. He was known as Omar on the Wire, Chalky on uh, Boardwalk Empire. He starred in a bunch of things. But Omar on the Wire is probably his main claim to fame. Mm -hmm. But originally, he was a dancer, and he was in uh, multiple videos. Amongst other songs, he was in uh, Crystal Waters, 100% Pure Love. Wow. But I think the most mainstream, iconic one that I could think of offhand. You ready for this? Yes. It's the King of New York, not Biggie, but the movie star from King of New York, Christopher Walken. What? Wait. (laughs) Wait. What did Christopher Walken appear in? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He started out in music videos? Well, he started out in dance. Okay. And um, obviously his acting career took off. He was in Prophecy, King of New York. He was in The Deer Hunter. He was in A View to a Kill with Roger Moore and Grace Jones. It was a James Bond movie. True romance. Pulp fiction. Everywhere. So the man's a megastar. And in case anybody does not remember who he is, just um, look him up on YouTube because his mm-hmm. cadence is what makes him famous. Yes, it is. There was one point that every comedian was trying to imitate him. And look up Fatboy Slim weapon of choice the video starts with him just sitting there kind of listening to the music and as the video goes he goes into full dance in a suit and tie oh wow but that was his roots just nobody knew it because everybody knew him before acting and and while we're at it uh wolverine well everybody's favorite wolverine hugh jackman also does broadway singing and dancing because 
that's in his repertoire too. A lot of these actors have some dancing or musical base. Yeah. If they were classically trained in school, they had to be able to act, sing, and dance in order to get through school. All of those were treated as one discipline. You know, performing on stage required you do all three. So I, I hadn't really thought about that with once they blow up in Hollywood, but that makes a lot of sense. Right. So there are a lot of very famous video vixens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they're going to feel about you calling them vixens. <laughs> Peace, it's D-Skills Hess, a.k.a. Skills Mega, coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland. Nah, man. DBL, we definitely in full effect. Black Chakra and I about to job liberated Scarfaces November the 1st on Bandcamp. Shout out to Mystique, Trey Blessed, Michaelpedia, Davon Macha, Dope Soul, G-Day. Chili Mad, the whole entire team. Nah, man, you're tuned in to Hip Hop Hidden Gems. One. Back to the featured presentation, Angela Winbush. And now our feature presentation. <laughs> Renee and Angela come out with the song, Your Smile. All right. It becomes number one on the R&B charts. Oh, and they have a song, You Don't Have to Cry. I'm sorry, I forgot about that one. Another big feature for them. But apparently around that time, they start having some conflicts and they split and go separate ways. It was a little bit of um, who gets the credit, where the money goes, stuff like that. But what was interesting was I think that most people just assumed Angelo was the singer, Renee was the writer, played a little bit bigger part in it than just that. Indeed. So she decided to go solo. And when she went solo, she said, I'm doing it all myself. So in 1987, she releases the album Sharp, her first solo joint. Now, yeah. before I get into that album, I just want to go ahead in time a little bit. Okay. Do you remember Stephanie Mills? Yes, I do remember Stephanie Mills. Angela wrote two songs for Stephanie Mills that became really big hits. One is a faster paced song, Something in the Way You Make Me Feel. I remember that one. Something in the way you make me feel. That was the jump back in the day. Yeah, to this day, it's still one of my favorites. Oh, no. Um, I've been up and I've been down until you helped me put my feet on solid ground. I've been rich and I've been poor. Then you showed me there's so much more. Than the rat race and the fast pace could ever offer me. When I look back, baby, you've always been there for me. The way it sounded and some of the things it said just really stuck with me. You you bring up a great point because the usually fast paced songs like that don't necessarily have to have that deep of lyrical content. Right. But that song does. Yep. And the other song is a is a ballad. I learned to respect the power of love. And who wrote it? Angela Winbush. Angela. See, that's I'm, I'm beginning to wonder if there's a, a pattern there. <laughs> <laughs> She's a writer. Yeah, so Stephanie Mills comes out with, I learned to respect the power of love. And honestly, man, this song is can make me a little bit emotional. Yeah. I, t I tie a lot of this back to my father. My father, you know, he's gone. Uh, but he taught me these songs. These songs, I think this one came around in my lifetime but you know he taught me about the old songs and the value of listening to lyrics and loving lyrics so yeah. you know we we focus on hip-hop here but my foundation in that is actually classic r&b the songs that are structured and written beautifully this song in particular is one of those songs that's just amazingly written the way this is written it's not just the word choice 
the progression through the song is also amazing. You can't hear this and not feel something. Like she starts this off, I was a victim of my foolish thinking carelessly. I've risked my love and my life. There's no self-pity. I admit I obliged, overpowered by love. I pretended to be blind. Faith has survived all the doubts I've summoned. My heart has stood all the failures and loss. Helpless. I cannot further be driven. I've learned to respect the power of love. Can you? Well, I guess you can because it did for us. But turning on the radio and hearing someone go through that level of self-reflection and open the song up with with that much going back to what we said earlier, that much vulnerability. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because Angela Winbush uh, also sang this and it was actually originally sung by Alton McLean and Destiny in 1978. Wow. So Angela had actually written this song in college. It's interesting listening to the three versions of it. The 1978 version and then Angela's version are kind of similar. They're, to me, sung more powerfully, lower and more um, more forcefully. Yeah. While Stephanie Mill's approach was on the higher end, it seems like a more uh, fragile. She sounds more vulnerable, but then she's tying back into how the love has made her stronger. And I think that's what makes this song so special. I think so. It feels like she really means every word of it. Like even if Angela was singing it, it would feel like that. Stephanie singing it, it feels like that. I don't know. I feel like there's something special to this song and to these two songs in particular. Right. It, to your point, that's that's what makes this song so special is that obviously it's Stephanie Mill's talent in singing it, mm. but it's also how the song is written, how the structure and everything that Angela put into it. Right. And then Stephanie's rendition of it combined is what makes it from being great to upper echelon, one of those songs you can never forget. I was always afraid of being the one left hurt, running away from the one thing for which I've always yearned. I'm not ashamed to tell you many nights I've tossed and turned that I've learned to respect the power of love. The whole song is, is saying, it's pouring a lot of herself into it, the way it was being sung. And it's pouring a lot of her, of Angela Angela into it. The way these words are written, it sounds so authentic and so sincere. Hello, everybody. This is the Gimmick Infringement Podcast. I am Brad Winchester, and with me, as always, is my tag team partner, Tyler McDowell-Blanken. You are listening to Hidden Gems Hip Hop. We are also members of the 19 Media Group family. Brad and I are hosts of Gimmick Infringement. Each week, we discuss the latest in AEW and the wrestling world, life, pop culture, and much, much more. Be sure to follow 19 Media Group on social media for the latest content or head to the website for links to all of 19's content. I mentioned she did things with the Isley Brothers. Yes. So she helped produce Smooth Sailing, the album by the Isley Brothers. And then she also helped produce, I guess it's considered Isley's, Isley Brothers album. It was a, it was a weird uh, moment in time there because I think the Isley Brothers decided to split up and do separate things. There's a song called Caravan of Love, and that okay. is... Isley Jasper Isley, but I don't think Ron Isley was directly involved in that. Meanwhile, he mm. made an album that I thought was a Ron Isley album, but apparently it's Isley Brothers album. It's called Spend the Night. Yeah. That title track, that is baby making music. I believe some of our listeners may have been born off that song. <laughs> exactly. And who wrote it? Angela Winbush. Amazing. So Ron Isley becomes her manager, and later on, he becomes her husband. All right, back to her first solo album. 1987, the album's name is Sharp, and the single is Angel. 
This is written masterfully regardless of the genre. It takes what we would call an extended metaphor, but does it so perfectly that it's arguable whether it's a metaphor. Yes. So when we talk about hip hop songs, we that's one of the things that I always key on. Mm-hmm. When somebody can stay on topic and in effect, they're talking about one thing and another thing at the same time. Right. And that's done here so flawlessly. It tackles three things at once. And if you're just reading the lyrics or if you're hearing an acapella when it doesn't have what couches it firmly into the R&B genre, it could be argued that this is a, either a gospel song. It could be argued that this is a song celebrating recovery, mental health. And it can be argued this is a song that is a love song. This is an exercise in good writing, like just masterful writing, period. Heaven open up its gates And peace of mind came shining through You smiled at me When the world was unkind I'm finally able to unwind I found an angel To show what I mean by the number of things this is is about simultaneously. The verse one says, I found a certain paradise within my life with you. Heaven opened up its gates and peace of mind came shining through. You smiled at me when the world was unkind. I was finally able to unwind. I found an angel. Looking at the first verse, it's either I met the love of my life and everything's wonderful because I've discovered you, or It's literally an angel has revealed itself to me and I feel like I'm going into paradise because of this exposure. Or I was in a very dark and unkind place and you came along and now I realize that there is light that I could come out of. And then it progresses from there because we're saying that this light opened my eyes and then you go into the second verse and it says, The sun can rise and set with no regrets. I can forget all about my blues. My life can take direction now, and my mind a clearer point of view. You know you lift me up when I'm torn down. You brought me. She just has a power to her that is clearly coming through her voice, the range she has and, and how she builds the song just with her voice. Right. She does a lot of the low things in the beginning and keeps it really powerful showing, giving it the drive there. And then at points she just goes up. And it almost feels like her voice is going to heaven, to paradise. Right. To me, because of the lyrics and because of her singing voice, her range, I believe they said five octaves. 
I believe that's wow. based how far they set her ranges, which yeah. uh, puts her in rare air. Uh, Mariah mm-hmm. Carey, Whitney Houston, or a couple of people I can think of that are right. That it, it's not frequent or common to be able to do right. that. And she could hold a note for a while. <laughs> and she would show it off too. And she would show it off. And and that's one of the things I uh, that I loved about the structure of this song is that she almost she surprised you when she did it. So it, yeah. that that's what made it seem like it was just ascending beyond your what you expect the regular limits to be. Right. This isn't how the warm up isn't how people usually warm up on a song. She does the vocalizing in the beginning, just the ooze and the humming and everything, is what people do at an end of a song to be the climax to try to show something off. And she's like, let me clear my throat. <laughs> and, and just from there, it's just amazing. And the thing is, think about it. She can sing like that. Uh huh. She can write like this. Yeah. She produces and arranges music. The total package. She's the total package. She's the complete threat. Yep. The fact that people do not right. know Angela Winbush. Yeah, is a shame. Is a is a crime against humanity. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> but at the same time, it was an era where everything was largely male dominated as far as directing careers. And that's why people would assume, like you said, that Renee was the songwriter and Angela was just a vocalist. So having a producer who was a woman that was doing all of this, the production, the writing, and could sing it, Angela can write the song for you, produce it, help you sing it right, and still come back and sing it better than you. (laughs) And that, I think, has a lot to do with how she got slept on is where do you put her? How do you compare? Every now and then you'll see that happen in music. You'll see it happen with movies, TV shows. There's a time you'll see something comes out that in the category it lives in, it is so thoroughly correct and right that it can sort of transcend the category. But because of that, it's harder to market it. Hmm. Because everybody wants something that's like this, but this. It's like this, but it's like, but it's this thing. That wasn't her. She was, I do all of it and I do it all well. Yeah. And uh, another thing that made her interesting was when I saw a couple quotes from her, when she was making her second solo album, she was like, I achieved everything I wanted to in the first album. Mm. Now I'm trying to push myself further. Right. And when you're that far ahead of the game. Yeah. And you push yourself further. Sometimes you just push yourself out of touch almost. Right, out of touch with the game. And that's even, to go back to other times we've we've talked about that sentiment, that's Chino XL. Absolutely. He exploded onto the mainstream and then just transcended it. And I think to some degree, um, when we talk about Lauren Hill and Andre 3000. Yep. Yeah. It, and it's a level of genius. Below, that's, that's literally what it is.
just to tie up with her, she ends up being diagnosed with ovarian cancer, stage three. Mm. She beats it. Amen. Funny you say amen, because she is now an ordained minister. Wow. This woman is incredible. She's done all of that. She's done all of it. What a multifaceted, multi-talented genius of a woman. And I hope this makes a lot of people go and check out Angela Winbush and and see her catalog and, and give her her flowers while she's walking around here to smell them. Absolutely. And you can follow her Instagram. She's actually active on there. Her handle is the Angela Winbush. Perfect. And if you follow Angela and you start checking out her stuff and you really like it, drop her a comment and tell her Hip Hop Hidden Gem said hi. Tell her we sent you. This is Hip Hop Hidden Gems. Perfect. You the man. Thank you, Maxi, so much. Appreciate you. Esta es una presentación de 19 grupos de medios. Adiós, con amor, les habla Karen desde Colombia. Did I steal your thunder there? Because I know you want to talk about the octaves, so. No, 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 that's perfect. I, I've forgotten about the octaves, so. <laughs> <laughs> I had gone back to the video and I was being blown away all over again. <laughs> You're like, wow. <laughs> Man, this song is so, 